I think the people of this country have had enough of experts. The science If you changed. count the legal votes, I we easily agree. win. Go for a short it is time to get no, Brexit done. This, this candle smells like my vagina. It's supposed to be I shouldn't be up here. here. What I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. What the fuck is going on? Part of the ACAST Creator Network and also available on Patreon. Hello, I'm Mark Steele. Welcome to my podcast where each week I ask the question, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on? In these modern days, we should accept that we all have different sexual desires and no one should be mocked for whatever excites them personally. So when an MP appears to mix up tractors and pornography, that's his business. If it means that when his wife asks him to talk dirty to her, he whispers in her ear, Get all from my land and makes a chug 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 noise like a Massey Ferguson 1700E poodling up a country lane south of Taunton, we should respect that. If he thinks that being bisexual is when you're attracted to combine harvesters as well as tractors, that's quite reasonable. I expect he writes romantic letters that glow, Do you remember, my love? The day I sat astride you as we poodled along at three miles an hour, causing a two-mile cure, but no matter how much the angry motorists tooted and honked as they couldn't get past, we simply didn't have a care in the world. Maybe his wife now understands why every year when she asks where he'd like to go on holiday, he says, Suffolk again, please. <laughs> Let's be thankful that we live in liberal times and he's free to pursue whatever makes him happy. Next week, a minister will say, While I was studying welding equipment, I accidentally stood naked on the roof of the garden centre rubbing peanut butter into my crotch while declaring my love for Princess Anne. This was an honest mistake, and I apologise for any embarrassment that I may have caused my wife. And this is on top of the fact that it's now accepted the actual Prime Minister is a liar and a criminal. And he just keeps doing it. When Susanna Reid asked him what he thought about 77-year-old Elsie who travels around on buses to keep warm as she can't afford to heat her house, he replied that she should be grateful as he introduced the bus pass. If Elsie has to eat worms from the garden because she can't afford to go shopping, he'll say, Well, I, I hope that she's grateful because I... Uh, I invented worms. Even most Conservatives now know that they can't trust their leader. Many of them campaigned in the local elections as local Conservatives, so it looked like they were nothing to do with him. But they denied that this meant that they didn't trust the Prime Minister. Next time, they'll call themselves cuddly Conservatives, who have never even heard of Boris Johnson, the slobbering, filthy dog party, but insist they still have full confidence in him. And as the results came in, presenters asked Professor John Curtis to make sense of them as he's always there to analyse these things. And you could tell that what he wanted to say was, Oh, it's obvious what's happened. Everybody knows that Boris Johnson is a lying pig, but Labour are fucking useless. You can't trust the Liberal Democrats to even feed your fish and all the others are mental. So Boris Johnson staggers through, although 80% of the country thinks that he's a terrible liar who should resign and that the man in charge of our money is a sleazebag, tax-dodging multimillionaire, which means that there's a few million people now who know they're a disaster but still vote for them anyway in the way they might vote for a leopard to stay in charge of their children's school. Because I know he's eaten most of the children, but he's only been in the job a couple of years, so we should give him a chance. 
So the Conservatives lost quite a few seats, but probably not enough to finish Johnson yet. In Harlow, the Tories even increased their vote. I suppose Harlow must be full of people sexually attracted to tractors saying, at last, someone who speaks for us. Maybe part of the reason is that even when someone distrusts the Conservatives, they don't know what the other parties stand for. The Labour Party says things like, We support fairness and goodness and doing the lockdown earlier or later. And then they put out leaflets saying things like, Don't vote for the Lib Dems, they're going to legalise dope. Who are they trying to appeal to? They're like these strange shops that you sometimes see in seaside towns that sell an odd collection of objects such as boxes of Lego, homemade marmalade and DVDs of hardcore porn. The one policy that Labour is clear about is we are nothing to do with Jeremy Corbyn. So Labour's next party political broadcast will just show Keir Starmer rampaging through Corbyn's allotment, ripping out his rhubarb. You need to have real things. Keir Starmer claims to be following Tony Blair, but Blair had devolution and gay civil partnerships and the ban on fox hunting and a minimum wage which the Conservatives went nuts about. So that means Tony Blair must be thinking, oh, come on, Keir, you can, you can be a bit more socialist than this. Starmer needs to come up with some positive policies, such as caps on rents or nationalising the energy companies, or at least something, I don't know, like putting bouncy castle highways along all the roads so we can all bounce to work, or making the countdown theme the new national anthem, or giving out free ecstasy to the over-90s. Or our only other hope is to keep Boris Johnson and Jacob Rees-Mogg and the tractor man all in power and charge Foreigners, 50 quid an hour to come and laugh at us. What the fuck is going on? Inflation is now the highest it's been for 30 years and it's forecast to go up to 10%. Now, this is obviously extremely worrying for a lot of people, especially this woman who I overheard in a cafe. Well, I heard Richard Madeley on Good Morning Britain say that prices are going up, which is appalling because I can barely afford to have scented candles flown in from the Amazon as it is. And now the nannies ask for a pay rise because everything's getting more expensive. So I said, well, if I give you more money, then you've become more expensive. So the way to solve this is to give you less money. But the stupid woman started crying. I don't suppose they teach them economics in Albania. So I explained to her that the things that she eats, like raw potatoes have only gone up by a penny but the price of a gazebo has gone up by 200 pounds and we need a new gazebo because we're having a party in the garden on tuesday to celebrate nectarine being ten and a half so that means we are worse off than she is but she couldn't understand it and colin tried to explain to her because he's head of marketing for pringles across the whole of the reigate area and if people have to spend more money on nannies they'll have none left for essentials such as pringles which is why he's been round at Tara's from the spin class to work out a business plan. And then Calvados, my homeopath, explained to me that there is a homeopathic remedy for inflation, but it involves extracting the essence of a very rare bark, so the drops were £30 each. But the next time I went, they were 35 I said, well, how's that happened? He said, well, that's inflation for you, don't you read the news? But that's the trouble with people these days, it's just me, me, me. Excuse me, has this candle been flown in fresh from the Amazon? It smells more like the Nile. <laughs> What the fuck is going on? Now, 
does anybody knows if they've ever even tried to work out what the fuck is going on. You need expert advice from all manner of different people, different races and species. And we have with us one of the finest examples of the Scottish species, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Mark. Nelson, you are a species. There's a whole programme of that Attenborough does. Yeah. Here we see the Scottish people. Yeah, walking with the jocks. Habitat <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just leaving a pub yeah. on a Saturday night. <laughs> the procreation is not like any other creature that we have witnessed. <laughs> Here you will hear the mating call of the traditional Scotsman. <laughs> Show us your fanny. <laughs> Yes, yeah, that's the equivalent of like kingfishers going. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> well, how are you, sir? This was uh, we should say first of all. This was very much of what the fuck is going on beginning to this mm. this little escapade because uh, I was just about we we're just about to start and I realised my microphone wasn't here and I thought, oh shit, I've left it in the car. So I, I know I've run out and Elliot was just getting in the shower. And I went out and the door slammed behind me. And so then I couldn't get back in. But I'm banging on the door. I've locked myself out. And all I can hear is the shower noises, yeah. I think David Frost and Richard Nixon started much the same way. Yeah. Would you believe it? I've gone outside and locked the fucking microphone <laughs> in the boot. But remarkably, I'm just always amazed that uh, I could speak to... Uh, well, even the phone amazes me, really. I'm still sort of... There's still a bit of me during any phone call that thinks, is this really you? But you're miles away. So I'm astonished that we can do this at all. And you are... So where are you right now then, Mark? I'm in my living room in Glasgow. It's quite a sunny day in Glasgow. Yeah, you get a few of them now, don't you? We do, man. This is like, <laughs> as a country, we don't really give a shit about global warming because this is the best we've felt for years. <laughs> now, so we need to talk about Scotland, don't we? Because do you think that there's a sort of tension between Scotland and England? Is that growing now or is that the same or getting less? I think, I think there are certain people that would love you to believe that it was growing. But I don't really think it is. I don't, I, normal people get on with normal people. It doesn't really mm. matter what nationality or I mean like the Euros was tense like that was proper proper tense and then if we play again in the World Cup that's going to be class yeah apart from that like I don't notice it I've never noticed it really apart from the odd crazy person who's so uh, yeah who's so wild yeah that they actually become funny there is a bar in Glasgow called the Yes Bar yes and I was so naive. I went up there to because I did a, a show that was like a bit of my in-town show, but it was all about places in Scotland. And so I went up to try it out, and that way we do, you try out these gigs. And I thought, right, so I need a little place in Glasgow. And my agent sort of went, oh, I've got just the place. It's this little basement uh, just near Glasgow Station. And it was the Yes Bar. And it never occurred to me that it was the Yes Bar, meaning yes, named after... Yes, in the referendum. Yeah. So they were fiercely nationalists. So I went in there and, you know, there's 15, 20 people to just write, just trying stuff out. And they were very, very hostile mm. uh, in there. And a bloke did get up and get right in me face. And, <laughs> and he was, who do you fucking think you are coming up here? A fucking English wee shite fucking oh. telling us who are fucking runner wee fucking lives. And I thought, are you joking? Then I thought all oh, the rest of the audience would go, shut up. And they all clapped him, which was a worry. <laughs> and, uh, 
And I said, I did say at the time, I said, who are you supporting in the Euros? It was the previous one. Yeah. Before last year's. I said, who are you supporting in the Euros? Because I can't help noticing that Scotland don't appear to have a team there. <laughs> and that really didn't help. And he went, I'm supporting whoever's playing against fucking England. And they all clapped again. <laughs> Sounds like that. To be honest, like, yes, he was. He was. He stormed it. He fucking stormed it. And this guy, but I don't. I, that's. It's so rare that it's quite comical. It's not. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's not something you find happens anything other than the old yeah. crazy person. Pantomime boo and stuff like that. But like, yeah, I love. Yeah. I love a, like a, a great, like a, something I really missed over the pandemic. Proper aggressive audience members. Because like, I did a gig <laughs> uh, at Butlins. Right. All right. So Butlin's down down in the east of England, and uh, I, 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 it's fucking miles away, miles away. And it was at like one o'clock in the afternoon, so I expected to go along and it'd be like a a conference room off one of the offices or something like that. Thirty people, one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. yeah. You go there, auditorium, right? Two level auditorium with three hundred and fifty people there, all yeah. pissed. So they're all having a fucking great time, and. Uh, Whoever was comparing went on and their mic wasn't working, so they had to change the mic and all that kind of stuff. And then I went on and I saw everyone could hear me, but at the back there was people just yelling, I can't hear you, I can't hear you, can't and I was like, I don't know what you want me to do. Like the mics are obviously shite. I don't know what like there's nothing I can do about this. <laughs> and then a guy stormed from the back and came right down to the front of the stage and went, You stupid <laughs> <laughs> like, Now, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he was right. Like he was, his technical advice was spot on. But <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> most aggressive advice ever. <laughs> that bar's gone now. Is it? Yeah, there was loads of dodgy dealings. Like I think they were refusing to pay tax and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> Very much like the SNP as a party, actually. You know, there was a, there was a lot of documents lost. They can't remember. What happens? So what's going to happen then? I heard this morning there's a poll, 48% support independence, 52 against it. So is this, is it going to happen? What's that, is it is it going to be the same again? I don't know. I don't think... Nicola Sturgeon's in a, a, an awkward position. It's obviously her legacy. That's what she wants to leave as her legacy. But she knows that the hard wing of the SNP want her to call it yesterday. They want it already yeah. to be happening. Whereas she knows if she calls it now, there's a good chance, little chance, it would be successful. Right. So she's kind of balancing up as to keep these people inside, but also make sure that she's got a chance of winning it. It's fucking hard winning independence. Wouldn't you think yeah. what the Viet Cong had to do? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's barely started, yeah. to be honest. I'd be up for that, Lex. I'd be up for it. If we started a war, <laughs> like, like think of the soundtrack we'd get out of it. If you're... Oh, yeah. Do you know what I found out? When Russia invaded the Ukraine, I found out that if conscription was ever brought back country, I always, I always assumed I'd be too old for it. But apparently the cutoff's 42. That made me shit myself, because, like, if there is anyone that's less ready to go to war, it is me. <laughs> like, So I just need to, I need to hang on till November. As long as there's not a world war till November, I'll be fine. Surely comics would be exempted. I mean, A, we're needed, and B, we're fucking useless. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Christ, you'd be running out to the car. You have left my machine yeah. gun. Oh, Jesus. Oh, well, I've, oh, fuck. I've locked, my, I've locked myself out of the tank again. <laughs> <laughs> 
Elliot, you got the key. The fucking <laughs> quick. The fucking rest of the convoy's gone. <laughs> no, you can't even shower now. <laughs> uh, now, Mark. So you've got a show that's uh, now. I love this. Well, I love your show. I also love the fact that this is becoming a, a thing now. That yeah. teams are sort of making their own shows and putting them on YouTube. Yeah, I put it out. Uh... And uh, yeah, it was like like you say a lot of comics like Alfie Brown and Finn Taylor and since Sean Walsh had done it as well, and yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just one of those ways where because the internet's there to be used, you might as well because getting anything signed off by TV just becomes a, a logistical nightmare, and then you've got people interfering in it in terms of material yeah. and stuff like that. Yes, generally to get something on television. It's not really worth putting in anything yeah. for television if you're over the age of 23, because by the time it gets commissioned, yeah. you <laughs> will either be dead yeah. or you will be 93. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'd done the Edinburgh Festival last year when it was a kind of high festival, and I signed up to do it about end of May, so then I had to write a show by August. So I uh, got that together, and then it went really, really well. So I did about eight nights in Edinburgh. So I thought, I might as well. I called in favours of people that... I called in favours to edit it and, yeah, just make it look as good as... It's got a well chuffed. It's come out cracking. Yeah, brilliant. No, it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant idea. There's one joke in particular there that I thought was... Uh, should, we, should I get you to say it or is that would that spoil it? What one? About schools. Oh yeah, I oh, know. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. It's basically, <laughs> I talk about. I talk about. It's not all about the pandemic. Cause there's stuff at the start I do about it, and uh, I talk about homeschooling and how the fact that I was a teacher for ten months and I didn't realise this. And then I like, honestly think if it had lasted, I'd have been involved in the first ever homeschool shooting. And that's brilliant. It's it's nice enough. It's it's a nice it soft joke with no one's the victim. Exactly, it that's is. What... It is. <laughs> And then there's been times since I've done it since the show. There's ever American people in, I'll give a wee nod to them and go, "Here's a wee bit just for you," and then just and they enjoy. Oh. Man, they enjoy. Listen, if you can't laugh about school shootings, what can you laugh at these what? days? <laughs> I know. So, Mark, where do we where do we get to hear your show? You can uh, find it on YouTube if you just search Mark Nelson Comic, or uh, if you go on my Twitter or Instagram or anything like that. Everything's Mark Nelson comic in one word. So if you follow me there, okay. it'll all be posted up on that. Thank you so much for coming on. Mark Nelson. Cheers, pal. The lineup for the Platinum Jubilee celebrations was announced this week. And as ever, Rage Against the Machine and Kendrick Lamar were shamefully overlooked. Though Ed Sheeran will be one of the featured acts. Now, I'm not an expert on cute global singer-songwriters from Suffolk, but luckily we have someone who is. George Galloway. Let me put it to you, Ed Sheeran. Your anodyne warblings and concomitant attempts at minstreldom serve only to illustrate the paucity of your melodic faculties. As a representative of the much-persecuted ginger community, it behoves you to rise up in combat against the forces of tyranny and banish their instruments of servitude to the dustbin of history, not to perform a duet with Beyoncé. 
Whilst you may have escaped the recent accusations of plagiarism, you shall not so easily dismiss the far stronger claim that your song, Galway Girl, is undoubtedly based upon my own illustrious composition. I was a Cuban peasant farmer and I am eternally grateful to Fidel Castro for raising my living standards by 73%. Whoop dup dup de doo which, as my lawyer shall attest, I sent you on high-quality cassette tape with the suggestion that you might care to include it upon your forthcoming LP. That, Ed Sheeran, if that is indeed your real name, is why I shall not be tuning in to the Queen's Platinum Jubilee celebrations and shall instead be singing my own tunes, such as Venezuela Girl, The Rightful Shape of Palestine, and I am perfect. What the fuck is going on? Now, if you wish to support this podcast so that we can keep trying to find out what the fuck is going on, and that's, that's quite a big call because it does suggest that the uh, whole future of humanity depends on you, then sign up to Patreon. What the fuck is going on on Patreon? You get all sorts of exclusive content. There's much longer interviews, bonus sketches, sometimes Mike Concrete, Fred, George, the posh woman. Keep hearing in a cafe. I don't know why I keep choosing those cafes. They're all on there. If you'd like to hear that and also get ad-free versions of every episode, none of those utterly infuriating adverts that... that pop up and also we are all we're very close now to knowing exactly when we're going to be doing our first live shows of what the fuck is going on live show extravaganza like when strictly come dancing goes on tour it's exactly like that the first chance to buy tickets at all these things they'll all be on our patreon page www.patreon.com you type in what the f is going on don't type in fuck don't type that in because the Patreon page doesn't like that. Perhaps it's run by Mormons or something like that or 19th century Methodists, but it doesn't like the swearing. So type what the F is going on and this podcast comes up along with another podcast called Faith on Campus, creating podcasts about what God is doing in the lives of uni students. And I think that's another reason for going on to patreon.com is to find out what... And if sadly, we mentioned this last week and it has seven Patreon followers, which is, I mean, if there is a God... This is pretty dismal, really, isn't it? He's going to be really cross that there are only seven followers of the Faith on Campus website. So maybe, I'm not saying you should, not moralising, but maybe you should sign up to that as well. Um, oh, hello. This is... Um, a lovely chappy is coming past me with a breakfast for her son. You all right? I'm really sorry. <laughs> That's all right. I'm so, so sorry, Mark. That's all right. That's all right. Thank you. This is the future of broadcasting. Probably by the next election night, it'll be like this. Dimbleby will be going, and we've got some results coming, because he'll have to do it from home, because the BBC will have sold all the studios. And Dimbleby will be going. We've got a result coming in from Bristol West. Uh, we've got Keir Starmer on the line right now. But first of all, Mrs Dimbleby is just feeding one of our antelopes. So there might be a bit of a noise. Now, people have been getting in touch with us on Twitter and indeed on the Patreon account. So, first of all, I would like to speak to Mark Ridley, at Mark Ridley 62 who 
sent this message with Lewis Hamilton struggling in Formula One this season. Should Mercedes replace him with Caroline Henry? And I'm sure all sort of uh, F1 fans will be aware of Caroline Henry. She's the police and crime commissioner for Nottinghamshire Police, who's racked up five speeding tickets in two months. Now that's brilliant. I've been terror. I got a ban once about ten years ago because I got four speeding tickets. It is annoying. You do thirty-four in a thirty-mile, and I'm not you know, saying it was. You know, there we are hands up but five in two months is really good going especially when you are the police and crime commissioner for nottinghamshire police bless her i you know i think the police come in for a lot of stick but caroline henry deserves credit for being the police and crime commissioner and racking up five speeding tickets in two months if she was in the tory party and this happened then of course they would promote her for that wouldn't they they'd go uh, well she was um it was a workplace speeding ticket oh come on we all do it that seems to be the way now if you are in charge of a particular law and you break that law then they'll say well at the moment there's a shortage of cabbages in Guatemala and while that's going on I really don't think this is the time to replace the Nottinghamshire Police and Crime Commissioner I think they're doing it on purpose if this government put a minister in charge of ensuring that there are never any weasels on television you'd know that six months later the daily mirror would have a load of pictures of them deliberately putting weasels on the bbc news antiques roadshow and then they'd be going oh come on these laws were very harsh we all did it i think it would be absolutely ridiculous this is this okay he said sorry he's paid the fine let's move on uh, Stacey King. No, it's this. Stacey King at Stay King. Boris Johnson tucks into popcorn with Fukushima with Japanese Prime Minister because the ban has been lifted on radioactive fish and vegetables from the nuclear plant disaster there that you remember from about 10 years ago. So food from near this plant, which is radioactive. Now, the thing is, when we were in the EU, right, we couldn't have this stuff. That was one of the stupid bits of red tape that the EU insisted on the balmy bureaucrats of Brussels we do not want radioactive food that glows and turns inside out and turns you into a fish we are not going to have that over <laughs> I remember this sort of at the time of the referendum one of the pro-Brexit people was saying we're sick of these water regulations red tape water regulations and there were just basically these water regulations that we had in the EU that said you couldn't have loads of maggots in your water. <laughs> Why should we have to put up with Brussels telling us we can't have maggots and spiders in our water? At last, and that's it now. This is one of the sunlit uplands, the joys of Brexit, along with 75-mile queues of Romanian truck drivers stuck on the M20 in Maidstone. Not only that, they can now, while they're sitting there, enjoy radio <laughs> radioactive Japanese food. It's just up, 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 up. Also, also, a message on Patreon from one of our patrons, uh, Melanie Ragnon. Oh, that's beautifully French. Ragnon. Melanie Ragnon says the hatred for Parisians outside of Paris can't be underestimated. She's referring there to the results of the, the French elections. And now I am about to go to Paris tomorrow as we speak. Uh, and see this for myself. I did think it's somewhat marvellous that Paris... I mean, London's got this a little bit, you know, so you'll get these people in who sort of 
I live in Oswald Street. Why is it always London that's on the weather map on the BBC News and never Oswald Street? It's not fair. Why is Tring never mentioned in the traffic reports as much as London? So you, I know you do get that, but in Paris, it's that times a thousand. I mean, like a lot of the uh, the Gilets Jaunes protests were just really, they were just completely anti-Parisian. Incidentally, I did, um, this is where Paris does have cause for complaint. I watched the Emily in Paris film and it is utterly exactly as you would think where they just, cle the cliches about Paris. So Emily is this rather daft sort of American girl who goes to Paris and she goes into offices and they're all smoking and they're smoking in this very French way as if they smoke in offices now in Paris and she talks to one of the blokes and it turns out he has loads of mistresses. I have 23 mistresses. Emily would like to become the 24th. Mm? That sort of thing. At one point she's just stood in the street and a businessman, French businessman, just walks behind her and starts having a piss in the street. Because that's what they do, isn't it, in France? A shit in the street <laughs> all of that i think there should be a revenge film called uh, brigitte a chicago where a young french girl goes to chicago and on the first day she drills for oil puts on 35 pounds and shoots 20 people in a shopping mall what the fuck is going on? now it is my duty to inform all listeners that there is no way you can even hope to find out what the fuck is going on if you only talk to people of your own generation. Uh, and increasingly, that is the case with the way the world is. So, marvellously, I bred somebody many years ago so that I would be able to pursue this quest. And he's with us now, Elliot Steele. Hello. Hello. Now, you've already made an appearance in this podcast this week because <laughs> when the marvellous guest Mark Nelson came on, he came online, I realised I didn't have the microphone with me, thought I'd left it in the car, which I had, went out to the car and shut the door behind me and didn't have the keys, then couldn't get back in. You didn't answer because you were in the shower. Yeah, I was getting ready to go in the shower. Oh, right. So I was getting all my clothes together and stuff to right. get ready because then I had to shoot off the cold chest off. So could you not hear me? Banging on the door. No. Like, I was banging on the door like someone in Friday the 13th when they're being pursued by a load of people with axes. I was I was getting my, <laughs> I was getting all my clothes together and stuff. I couldn't hear it. Right. I, I heard it when I came downstairs. I was like, oh, fuck, he's locked himself it out. It was lucky it wasn't a group of people pursuing me with axes or I would be currently in several bits. Oh, oh yeah, it's my fault, isn't it? Yeah, this is my <laughs> fault. Yeah, do you know what? You, you should be able to just, as a adult man, lock yourself out of the house. <laughs> Well, yeah. If you're trying to get in, you'd, you'd expect someone to hear someone banging on the banging on the door. There is a little bit of um, so, uh, uh, yeah. There's various little girls down here playing. So if you, if anybody listening, well, don't, don't well, say that sounds weird. <laughs> well, they're playing. Little girls are playing. That's not weird. How is that weird? There's little girls are playing. That doesn't mean. You, uh, what sort of a mind is someone go? Oh, there's some little girls playing down there, and immediately thinks, oh, you've built a basement for some little girls and captured them from the area and oh you build a basement and then manage to lock yourself out of it I'd, I'd lock myself into it that's <laughs> if, I, if, I was, if i was joseph fritzel oh no this has gone horribly wrong oh no <laughs> bang 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 what is it dear i can't got what where are you i didn't know there is room boom 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 <laughs> 
Now, this week, there were the local elections. Now, I, um, my role in the, the local elections, because we registered in Brighton, so I was going down to Brighton anyway on Thursday, and I thought, well, I'll go to Brighton on Thursday because it's the local elections and I want to exercise my democratic right to vote because, after all, people fought and died for the vote, uh, you know, and all that. So you can do your little bit. So I went to Brighton and I went down on the train, which conked out twice. Of course it did. It took me about an hour and a half to get there. And then I went to the polling station and found that, that the church hall where the votes always take place was shut because there was no polling station because there were no elections in Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> so I you know, I hung about for a bit and come back. And um, you, on the other hand, because you registered in Croydon, you could vote. Yeah. But when I was telling you that the Croydon results seemed to be delayed, you went, oh, has it happened already? <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew I knew it was the day before, to be fair, but I was just like, oh, fuck, someone told me about it. And I went, oh, God, yeah, Jesus, forgot about that. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't have voted anyway. Oh, so you missed your opportunity to deliberately not vote by forgetting that you were supposed to vote anyway. Yeah, but I, I don't... I'm not really a big fan of voting. I was very uh, proud. I went, when you were 18 and there was a yeah. general election, I was very proud. I went down to... I think I've still got a picture of you, you know, yeah. doing your first vote. And then you told me about an hour later that you'd put fuck the lot of you all over the ballot paper. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> but but this, is my, this is my issue with that. I've never voted for anyone because I want to vote for them. I voted for them because I'm like, oh, the person in charge is being a dick. We need to get this person out. That's not really democratic, is it? That's not really the idea of democracy. Democracy is kind of an illusion. We're basically a two-party system, and one of the parties is just going to come in and go, oh, you, you fucking arseholes. There's no money left. And you go, oh, and then you go, why not? And they're like, because you're all being poor and using all the money by being poor. And then the other party come in and go, oh, there's no more money left. We're sorry about that. And you go, why? And they go, oh, the rich has it. And we go, are we going to do anything about that? And they go, nah. <laughs> and that, that, that's, that's, the, that's the two parties. That is what you get to vote for. Yeah, well, to a certain extent. It, it's an insane system. It's ridiculous because you allow you, there's no real vetting process. Anyone's allowed to stand and then you have this thing where it attracts people who are corruptible and it's an insane thing that we do every year where we pretend like, like let's be honest, the West is in decline because every, every four or five years, someone basically new comes in, tries to undo what the last person has done, whereas China just have one person who goes, this is what we're doing, and if you don't like it, you're going to a concentration camp. <laughs> so, who's going to win that battle? And that was Elliot Still, Professor of Geopolitics at Suez University. I know it sounds insane, but I am right. Like that, 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 that's why. That's why they're going to win everything. We kind of pretend that we're doing something to help you know, the poor or the working class or anything like that. Not that the working class are poor, but, you know, the, the idea of people in poverty. And China just go, if you're not in the middle class, get in a sweatshop. We don't have time for you to be walking around asking for things. Go and make some shoes. And then that, that's why their economy's thriving, because they just kind of have slave labour. And things are really cheap when you just do it <laughs> when people were slaves. 
<laughs> well, yeah, yeah. And that's, if I understand this right then, that is why you didn't vote for the local councillor in the in Thornton Heath Ward of Croydon. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, yeah, what, what, uh, tell us about your podcast. Where you uh, can much philosophers. It's doing very well. It's, uh, it's all blowing up over TikTok, actually, so you could go and uh, throw a lot of abusive comments on me at TikTok, if that's your thing. But we're out on all podcast platforms, and we now have the YouTube channel, so the videos are all up and stuff as well, B-Tech Philosophers. This week with uh, young comedian Vittorio Angeloni. All right, marvellous. We'll see you next week for more wisdom. Thank you very much, Elliot Steele. What the fuck is going on? Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We are now available on Patreon, so if you wish to become a supporter and get ad-free versions and all the billions, literally billions of extra things, uh, please sign up to that. Just £4 a month. If you have liked the podcast, rate it. If you could be bothered, write a review. If you can't be bothered, then it is actually essential. Legally, I think you have to write a review. Uh, if there is anything at all that you think I should be finding out what the fuck is going on with it, please send me a message on Twitter at WTF is going on pod and we will look at every message that you send. What the fuck is going on was hosted by me, Mark Steele, with my guests, Mark Nelson and Elliot Steele. Voices by Sarah Alexander. It was written by Mark Steele and Pete Sinclair. Music by Willie Dowling. It was produced and edited by Matt and Scott at Podmonkey. What the fuck is going on? It's a Podmonkey production.